Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're going to be doing a delectable pumpkin custard. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. There's lots of fun things to talk about. And let's start out with a shout out to Patrick. Hi, Patrick. If you're listening to this, I really appreciate the email that you sent me recently. Patrick hails from Colorado and he's been making edibles, and he mentioned that he helped, recently helped his cousin get off pills using edibles. And I find that pretty interesting because I myself was dealing with a substance abuse problem. Oh, guess this was three years ago now, actually. I can happily say that that has been quite some time ago, but edibles was definitely a key part of my strategy. And you can hear a little bit more about that on the episode that I did with Amanda Ryman, where we do dig into that a little bit. It's not something I talk about too much. So if any of you ever have any questions about that, we do have an ask me anything or a, or a Q&A episode that I'm working on coming up. If any of you are curious about that, I'm by all means willing to talk about it. But edibles can help for so many different things. And that's just another wonderful way that they can really enhance your life and make it better by helping you Avoid the things that you shouldn't be doing and indulging in the things that you should. Am I right? So thanks, Patrick, for your email. I really appreciate it and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Now, before I get into this week's episode with the pumpkin custard, I just want to mention something else that myself and Mad Dog C. Madden had a chance to do recently. We went to Toronto downtown to go to a Nomad Cook I Am Cafe Senses Supper Series. And what this was, was a, I don't want to say fancy dinner. It was a fancy dinner. Okay. It was a fancy dinner in the penthouse suite of a lovely location in downtown Toronto, where you had incredible views of the city. I've never actually been in a penthouse suite. I don't think it's the first time for me, but there was glass everywhere. It was every side of the apartment on that main floor was just glass. You had these incredible views of the city. They had three tables set up for guests to enjoy a private dinner that was going to be infused with cannabis. And the chef that night was Chef Antonin Mousseau-Rivard. That's my French there for you, who is from Quebec. And I can link to his work in the show notes as well, because he runs a delightful restaurant in Quebec, apparently, and that's where he's usually creating. But for this particular evening, we enjoyed a five-course meal, actually, because there was sort of a surprise appetizer at the beginning of the meal that we weren't expecting. And so we enjoyed a five-course meal, and the fun part was they went around before the meal, and they, they sort of did an introduction, but then they talked about 
the cannabis and how it affects everybody differently, especially when you're ingesting it. And any of you who have been making edibles for any length of time or experimenting with them in any way, shape or form would know that this is the case. And you might have a very different tolerance than somebody and then the next person next to you, your spouse or, or whatever the case might be. So they sort of introduced the concept of cannabis as uh, an ingredient in fine dining. And then they went around before the meal and asked everybody what level they wanted to be dosed at. And they had five different levels starting at 100 or 10 milligrams. Sorry, <laughs> can you imagine 100 milligrams as your starting dose? Wow. But 10 milligrams and then going all the way up to 100 milligrams. And I'm sure if there's people with monster tolerances there, they, they would have accommodated for that as well. And they had several doses in between. So you could let them know what your preferred dose was. And of course, they were suggesting if you were unsure that less was more. And they were able to accommodate for individual diners. So every, the entire meal was infused. So if you picked, say, 20 milligrams, which was one of the options, then all four or five courses were infused to a total of 20 milligrams. So usually, like midway through the meal, you started to feel the effects of the cannabis. And it was really nice because I personally chose a dose where I was sort of a lighter on the lighter end. I didn't want to get really heavily stoned because I was in a social atmosphere. There was lots of conversation happening around the table. There was live music going on. There was the the intro to each course that was being served to us. So for me, I wanted to keep it on the lighter end. But it was a really fun experience. And if you do have an opportunity to attend a dinner like this, like the Census Supper Series or anything else in your in your area, I would highly recommend it because it was a really delightful time. It was fun to be with a bunch of people again and all of us enjoying this infused meal together. And the conversation was lively. Like I said, the live music was on point. The atmosphere was fantastic. And they really took care to make sure that everybody had the perfect dose tailored to them. And that's the real key so that you could go and enjoy the meal and not feel like you're going to overdo it or, or what have you. And I'll post a link to that in the show notes The I am cafe did post something on their own blog with a few pictures as well. So you can see, you know, sort of what the, the setup looked like and who the chef was. I'm in one of the pictures, but you can only just see the top of my head. So no fame for me on that, but it was highly recommended. And again, if you have an opportunity to try out one of these meals, just to see how they're pairing cannabis with more elevated or fine dining experiences, it's definitely worth the trouble. So they were also doing another one that weekend that would have been interesting as well. It was more of a wake and bake brunch. And it was being put on in the morning time, like, you know, late morning, as opposed to the evening. But that also would have been a fun way to sort of just go out and enjoy some cannabis while you're out and about in the big city. So definitely a worthwhile experience. Highly recommended. 1010 from Marge over here. Now, pumpkin custard. Let's get into that because this particular recipe, I know uh, Thanksgiving has just passed in the States and we have lots of holidays coming up soon. And this pumpkin custard recipe, I'd actually tried it before the American Thanksgiving, but things just didn't work out as far as the scheduling goes. But a lot of people enjoy pumpkin at their Christmas meals or whatever meals they might be. And this is just actually a nice dessert if you're having company over because it is seasonal and you can use pumpkins and they're a delightful seasonal thing. And sometimes you're like, well, 
you know, you think pumpkins and you think, oh, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to carve a pumpkin for Halloween and then, you know, maybe make a pumpkin pie, but pumpkin pies are a little more involved. This one was really easy to make, actually. I thought it was going to be more, even though I read through the recipe ahead of time, as I uh, need to do because there's been far too many times where I have not read through the recipe ahead of time only to find I'm missing something crucial or found out that it's going to take me a lot longer than I thought it would. But I sort of glanced through this one and I thought for whatever reason it was going to take a long time because it sounds fancy. It sounds more involved, the custard, but it was actually really easy. And I will say that I got a thumbs up from Chris on this one as well. Uh, I made four servings of it and I ate the last one last night and he came home looking for it. <laughs> I had to give him the sad news that I ate it already. So that's telling you something right there. But it's uh, basically a pumpkin pie without all the fuss of the crust and you're getting the best part. So if you like pumpkin pie because you like the filling, then you're going to like this dish. And it's from the Norse Kitchen website, and it's one of my favorite places to go when I'm looking for recipes for something. If I'm looking for something in particular, I'm looking for recipes. I really do like her website because I just like her philosophy when it comes surrounding food. She does take a more slow food approach and uses whole ingredients and that kind of thing, and that sort of resonates with me. And having said that, this recipe does call for two cups of pumpkin puree from a pie pumpkin. And I have to admit, I didn't do that. No, I did not. I used canned pumpkin. I know, I'm sorry, but that is using the pie pumpkin, pumpkin puree from your pie pumpkin is going to add more time to this particular recipe. Short on time and you're not really so inclined to puree your pumpkin, then skip it by all means and use the canned stuff that is readily available in the grocery stores right now. So that is my little hack because it says... It says prep time is five minutes, but I'm not really sure how five minutes is going to work when you still have to puree your pumpkin. So that's not including the pumpkin puree. But beyond that, you're going to need egg yolks. You're going to need heavy cream. I have to admit, I, I'm not sure how this would work with milk alternatives, but it was great with the heavy cream. It also calls for maple sugar. And that's another ingredient that I didn't have on hand. I've had maple sugar in the past, and it's something I tend to... Not keep in the in the pantry because it's pretty expensive a lot of the times, and I usually keep maple syrup on hand as well. Real Canadian maple syrup, of course. This is what we're talking about here. And so I used regular sugar, and I used some infused sugar as well. So this is a spot where you can infuse it this way if you have the infused sugar, but I used regular and infused sugar in this particular one. And then the rest of the ingredients are just your classic like pie pumpkin spices, your cinnamon, your nutmeg, and your cardamom. And then it calls for whipped cream to serve. So for this particular whipped cream, I was going to infuse the whipped cream, but then I kind of made it and then I didn't actually have time to infuse the whipped cream. So I added some of the, I have these ripple powders in my cupboard, which are really handy. So I added that. You could probably also add a little bit of oil to your whipped cream if you kept the if it's like really light because you don't really want to mess with the consistency of the whipped cream but you could also add your infused sugar to this as well when you're whipping the cream too so that's another way to infuse it but i did use some of those ripple powders in this whipped cream 
And just because I ran out of time, and I really wanted to try infusing the whipped cream. And I think I'm actually going to do it again because I'm going to make some more. It was so easy to do. And when Chris is just like, where's the pumpkin custard? I want some. That always tells me that this is worth making again. And so again, if you're using the pumpkin, canned pumpkin, this one is so easy to put together. And essentially, you put... You preheat your oven to 350 degrees. You make a water bath. You fill a glass baking dish or any baking dish, I guess, and you fill it halfway with water and you put it in the oven as the oven preheats. And then you're going to put all your ingredients together. You're going to mix them up until it's uniformly blended. And and you it says to strain the custard through a fine mesh sieve. But that's if you're using the pumpkin puree from the pie pumpkin. If you're, I skipped that part as well because I used the canned pumpkin too. So that's another thing to keep in mind that this is going to save you time on having to do the the um, sieving. And really, you're just doing that to remove anything pulpy that might change the consistency of your custard. Then you're going to put it into your ramekins, so your little dishes, and you put them in the water bath and you let them bake for like 45 minutes. And that's it. You take them out of the oven. You top them with some whipped cream. The advantage, of course, to infusing the whipped cream versus the custard itself is just like a chef at a fine dining experience, you can tailor that particular dose to the individual. So keep that in mind because that is something that is very worthwhile to do because, again, if you add the cream or if you add like a powder to the cream, whipped cream, then you can do that before you add it onto your custard. Or you could give it like a little sprinkle... You could probably almost add a small drizzle of infused chocolate on top as well. That's another thing I was thinking. You could melt a little bit of chocolate, add your infusion into the chocolate, and do a drizzle over the custard once it's completely cooled to room temperature, and then add your whipped cream, and that would be another little way to sort of dress this up, make it look pretty, and infuse it to the preference of whoever is going to be enjoying your pumpkin custard. So there's always creative ways to infuse whatever it is that you're wanting to make. And this pumpkin custard is no exception. Sometimes you have to think a little bit outside the box, but that's okay. The flavor of this particular custard was was delicious. And I think it's because it was that pumpkin pie consistency that you get in that you get when you're enjoying a pumpkin pie. But instead, but it wasn't super sweet. And I am definitely one for sweets. I love sweets for sure, but you don't always want something that's like so sweet you can only eat like a nibble of it and you're like, wow, that's too much. The The ramekin of the pumpkin custard was delightful and not too sweet. So, but not, but I'm not saying it wasn't sweet either. It was just the, it was the perfect balance, you know, it was the perfect balance. So I'd highly recommend trying this because if you're having, even if it's just trying to do something nice for a meal at home on a Wednesday night or what have you, or you're planning to have guests over, whatever the case might be, this one was pretty simple to put together because you're mixing ingredients, you're putting them in some little ramekins, then you're throwing them in the oven. And the nice thing too is when they come out, you just take them out of the water bath and you let them cool to room temperature, but then they're already in their little serving dishes as well. So that's pretty, that's pretty nice. And makes serving it very easy and then you just dress it up with whatever you want afterwards and voila there you go a delicious pumpkin custard that's going to make you look like a gourmand in the kitchen even though this was one of the simpler recipes I've probably done in the last little while 
now that we're into the into December, I do have some fun episodes I'm looking forward to doing for this month that I think you'll enjoy as well. And I'm going to try and keep them fairly simple because I know that, again, this time of year between work schedules and holiday get-togethers and running around shopping for said holiday get-togethers, it gets to be a really busy time of year. But you still want to have time to make those edibles, don't you? I do. I still want to have time to make those edibles because that's still how I am enjoying my evenings almost every single night. I like to have a little bit of an edible. And, you know, I find the, the, the dose that I'm taking can really depend. Lately, it's been on the lighter side because I'm taking them earlier in the evening. Because in Canada right now, people, it is getting dark at like, like it's starting to get dark at 4.30. The sun has set by 5 p.m. It is so early. And initially, I was just like, oh, my God, it's like 5 o'clock. Why does it feel like it's 9 p.m. already? So I'm doing a lighter dose so that I can still stay functional and enjoy my evening because I'm taking them earlier. That's really the fact of the matter. And there might be a time where I'll do heavier doses. It's later in the evening. But people have their own, own routine. You don't really need to hear mine. But it there's always an ebb and a flow. But I'm kind of enjoying the lighter dose right now and then taking them earlier in the evening. And then I'm still pretty functional, but I'm still pretty relaxed as well. So it's sort of the best of both worlds. I can carry on a conversation. I can do things. I have enough wits about me to, say, play a board game or enjoy a show or something like that. But I'm not falling asleep on the couch and I'm still very relaxed. My body feels good. The low back pain that sometimes plagues me is long forgotten. I know edibles are wonderful, aren't they? I don't have to convince any of you of that. We are a group of edibles enthusiasts who not only enjoy consuming them, but enjoy the process of making them. And that's why we're all here, isn't it? I'm here for you. You're here for me. It's a wonderful thing. So I'll leave it at that for this week. My friends, I'm super excited for all the edibles you'll be making this winter or this December and if you want to show me what you're up to please do you can always email me at bite me podcast at fastmail.com I love to see what you guys are doing and what fun things you're creating and until next week my friends eat some great edibles and stay high like I tried it with the um why can't I talk